everyone. This is Gloria, the host of the Love and the Work You Do podcast. And today I have with me Nakinya Hall. She is a therapist. She is um, a mental health therapist. She is the CEO and founder of Achieving Balance Counseling and Holistic Center. Yes. She is an intuitive consultant, mm-hmm. author, and her book came out November 2020. And she is currently living in New York. Yes. Now, yes. Kenya is part of the grief series that we're having. And Kenya lost her mom in 2017. Yes. And, and so that's why she's here. Um, and then she wrote the book. So that means she has a lot to share. So I hope this sounds like something you're interested in listening in. Because if you do, come on in, pull up a chair and let's learn together. Hi, Nakenya. How are you? Hi, Gloria. I am doing pretty good. Um, you know, considering, you know, what's going on in the world and our, our last week of Hunger Games at the ha- Capitol. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. That- um, I, I'm doing pretty good. I, I am happy to be here and just to have this conversation and unfold with each other. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I look forward to all that we're going to discuss and dig into. Mm-hmm. And just as a personal preference, I always like for everyone that comes to the show to give a brief description of who they are. Um, yeah. Sometimes there are more points that you can bring out that I haven't touched on. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that you highlighted a lot of them. I am also a transplant from the Midwest, originally from Oklahoma. I've been in New York for nine years, and um, I did undergrad and grad at University of Oklahoma in human relations counseling. And when I got here, that's when I launched my business in 2016. Um, Like you said, Achieving Balance Counseling and Holistic Center. And it is the intersectionality of psychotherapy and spirituality. Um, Mental health therapist, psychic medium, intuitive consultant, energy healer, author. I just coined myself as a professional healer. Okay. Okay. All right. That's what an intuitive consultant means. Okay. So you, you, I know in our other conversation, you, you're also, you know, a church gal, but, but yeah. at the same time, you um, do medium work and, um, okay. And you, yeah. can you explain what that is? Sure. I, um, I am an ordained minister in the um, spiritualist community and um, under, under that umbrella, it's, just we honor and we celebrate and also just tap into uh, the spirit side where, where our soul goes back to where our soul resides. Um, and I found that we are just not just one dimensional people. Oftentimes, uh, you know, society makes us choose a path or choose a point and we're not, we can be all the things and not the things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's such a very good indicative of grief because grief is all the things and not the things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so with that stance, uh, I am able to channel and speak to those on the other side. And it's it's just such a healing modality and just such a healing moment uh, to be able to unfold with someone in that manner. Okay, that's good. Um, yeah. I, I have to say for myself personally, I think I've come far. <laughs> <laughs> to, to comfortably sit here and, and have a conversation um, with someone that I know, like, oh, they're medium, like, what, yeah. you know? So <laughs> I, I know that I have grown. Um, and, and then in thinking about, you know, growing, I'm like, wait, even growing up in Nigeria, there, there are, um, you know, there are Baptist, Anglican, and all the regular churches, but then yeah. there's churches that can be considered um, like the holiness churches, Type yeah. of church in Nigeria and and they do they do do things like that so mm-hmm. um, again it is a preference it doesn't make them um, any different no. in terms of a human being and and so I appreciate you coming here I remember <laughs> the quiz my my quiz in you when we did the interview like, 
wished it that she would have come. Like you were like, oh yeah, I totally, I'm, I'm this and like I'm not gonna go down or what I am. So, so yeah. thank you so much. So no again, thank you. Um, thank so you. your mom um, left this world. You yeah. used the further word transition. I, I remember yeah. um, in 2017. Can you mm -hmm. explain, um, you know, her story of grief? Yes, I, um, me and my mother were very, very close. And, and I, you'll, you'll hear me interchange past tense and present tense verbiage, um, just because sometimes it feels past tense, but sometimes it feels very much present, you know? Mm. Um, me and my mother were very, very close, like uh, talked three, four times a day. <laughs> Um, so I say I lost um, not over not only my mother figure but my best friend and so to give some context to her transition I um, she was in Oklahoma and that's where she lived and I had not been home in about eight months which was very unheard of I was saving for a trip to go to the motherland I went to Guinea Conakry Guinea oh. and yes phenomenal phenomenal that's such a other conversation right going to the motherland <laughs> so transformative um but I had no money right I had no money and I on that trip and even when I came back to New York it was pressed upon me to go see your mother it wasn't to go home it wasn't to see your family it was to go see your mama go see your mama Ooh. so I scraped up just literally it's like bills and Roman noodles and I flew home for Easter because Easter was one of her favorite holidays. Mm -hmm. I grew up very, uh, I grew up in the Christian church, uh, many different denominations we hopped around. Uh, but my mother really loved Easter. And so the other people in our family knew I was coming home, but she didn't. So I surprised her when I came home. Um, it was, it was such a great trip. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, I cooked a majority of the Easter, di Easter dinner. She cooked the greens and she cooked mm -hmm. such a small batch of greens. And um, I was like, mom, we can't even share those greens. And she's like, it's fine. I'm going to put the other greens in the freezer. Mm. Weird, right? And then she kept asking about like all these people when is so-and-so coming by, is so-and-so coming by? And I was like, mama, we haven't seen them in years. I don't think they're coming. And she said, well, you don't know. I said, okay. So I flew in like a Friday. I flew out on a Tuesday. Um, and when I got home Tuesday, um, I didn't talk to my mom. I, I text her home, but I didn't talk to her. Um, and then Wednesday, I was so busy. It was nine to five. I had clients. And my cousin was like, have you talked to your mom? And I was like, this is weird. I, I mm. haven't, I've just been busy. And she was like, I was over there this morning. She was a little quiet. And I was like, okay. And she was like, do you think something's wrong? And I said, I don't, I don't think anything's wrong. Mm. Um, she's just probably having a busy day. I've had a busy day. I'll check in. Thursday morning is when I got the phone call. Wow. Thursday morning. Between Tuesday wow Thursday morning is when I got that phone call um at work mm. and everyone had to see it mm. Mm. they had to I remember the admin at the time asked me my address because they were going to uber me home and I couldn't recall my address oh. just a basic just a basic information I couldn't recall it like it took me minutes to recall just my address. And I was back in Oklahoma that Friday. Mm. Wow. That was April 20th, 2017. Mm. So when you say you're, everyone in the office saw everything, you, <laughs> they saw the, the display of emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was, we, um, we, at that time, we only had meetings every so often. So it was one of the meeting we had with everyone. <laughs> So mm -hmm. the whole department is there um, and my cousin calls me and, and I knew something was wrong because who called, like who uses the telephone? Like who mm -hmm. makes phone calls? There's texting, video chat, like there's so much more. And so I called her right back. And in that morning, I was moody. I was so moody that morning. I didn't want to go to work. 
I couldn't find an outfit. Mm -hmm. I just remember thinking like, I must just be tired, like mm -hmm. from the trip and me just going, working long hours. Um, and I got that call at nine in the morning. The meeting started at 9.30 and um, I just broke. I just broke, I just broke. They had to pick me up off the floor. They sent um, a, a coworker with me home in the Uber. Wow. It's devastating when you It think. is. It really is. It's funny yeah. because for me, I went into, I think that's what my therapist called. I think I went into shock is, <laughs> is what I went into. Um, yeah. Because I remember like over the weekend, was it on Sunday? They had said, oh, dad wasn't feeling well. Um, he, um, he was on oxygen. He had malaria. Um, mm -hmm. His heart. And I was like, wait, all of those sound like COVID symptoms. Okay, I had, did they do COVID testing? But like, okay, yes, they did. And it came negative. I was like, mm -mm, I don't believe it. I still believe, yep. you know. And then they were like, but he's still, he's still strong. He's going to the bathroom himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he refused to, you know, for anyone to like be, you know, caring for him in that way of someone right. who isn't really well. He was mm -hmm. texting people, oh, I'm indisposed, you know, I'll see you all in a bit. Right. Um, and, and so it, I guess it was really short for me too. And then by Wednesday, like I was still checking in. Okay, so how is he doing? Oh, he's doing good. Da, 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 da. And then Wednesday, like they were trying to get him from one um, hospital to another um and then they were like oh he passed i was like on the wall and then when they told me i was like okay so how are you guys doing you know everybody doing okay that's me talking to my sisters in nature like, everybody's doing okay they were like how about you you're asking i was like well you but they were like i screams and everything i could hear it in the background everybody i i didn't do all of that um and, and the funniest, and I also went to work. I was supposed to be at work that day. Yes. Wow. So I proceeded and went ahead to go do whatever I wanted to do. I, I meant I texted my boss saying earlier before he passed, like, you know, I got stuff happening in Nigeria. You know, I'm not sure I'll come in. Yeah. But then heard it, then still went in. Anyway, go figure. Got there. Um, everything was okay. I was trying to do what I came there for told yeah. like a, a, a lady an older lady who um knew me in my department uh -huh. then all of a sudden the phone call started coming in and i think that's when it hit me <laughs> and um i was like wait yeah i think he's dead yeah and then my sister called like after she was like oh they moved him to the mortuary and then bam it's just like yeah so and from there on oh my gosh it was a disaster yeah. i was a total disaster everybody was like okay that's why you have leave go home so you can take all your right home. right right they're like you I'm are like, not supposed to be here <laughs> i'm like hey oh yeah we do have leave you know yeah um, th those those little things make such a difference and that's why like I don't know if you have it in your book already, but that's one of the things I've been thinking about. I mentioned it to one of the other um, guests um, the other day. I was like, I, I need to create like a checklist, you know, like, cause like you forget so many things and it's not intentional, you yep. know, someone passes for you. Um, mm -hmm. It'll be nice to already know, okay, this is the checklist, you know, if X, Y, Z happens, you know, this is what we go through. Um, because in hindsight, by the time he was buried, like, it's like, oh, okay. That person, this thing, that yeah. thing. I was yeah. like, wait, we didn't do any of <laughs> Yeah, I would, I, I, I did not cover a checklist in my book. That's such a, that's such a good thing. Um, because, you know, when it happens, your brain immediately goes into this, this fog type of mm. altered just an altered state for you it was like nope not dealing with it going to do normal <laughs> you know you were like nope going to do normal <laughs> and for me that's I I believe that's why a staff member came home with me uh, the staff member changed my uh voicemail mm -hmm. on my work cell phone uh she asked about all my clients to so I can give her an 
oral update of my client. Mm-hmm. Um, did did my leave for me because I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I could not. I could not even begin to be in that space. One thing that was interesting for for my mother's transition, so about two years before I was home and she made an appointment at the funeral home and took me with her. I remember what I was wearing. I was, oh God, I had such an attitude that day. Cause I'm like, mom, why are we planning your funeral? Like what? And she told me this, she said, she was in the sanctuary and she said, I don't want you to go through what I had to go through burying grandma. So I want you to know exactly what I need and exactly what I want. And, and I will say to go through grief and have to plan a funeral, that in itself is, I don't know, like it takes so much. Mm-hmm. At least I knew what my mother wanted. We had yeah. picked out, every, she she had her program. She knew who she wanted to speak, to sing. She wow. did, she planned the whole, she did. Wow. Okay. She did not want me to have to make those dis- hard decisions and be in grief. I see where that's important. But in a funny way, I feel like planning <laughs> the burial in a way, uh, I think it also held my head together like it gave my sister and I something to 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 do yeah so like you know all the sisters came together like you know all the aunties the uncles the moms you know um and so for me like when it did end it was like okay what do we do now going forward um when it gets quiet Exactly. So for me, anyway, I see, but that's probably also because um, it took a month to bury him. Um, But even for Nigerian standard, and and I'm talking about myself now, even though I use Nigeria um, generally, but at the same time, it's also specific to to my family. We chose to bury my dad within, um, you know, a month. And because he always would joke, and this is a Yoruba phrase, he'll be like, and he means in the refrigerator, you know, the, the, the fridge where you put the dead bodies. Okay. He always said that. Um, so we all knew, okay, like everyone knew for a fact, okay, we had to, to do this really quickly. So even that one month compared to other people was still fast. I was just going to say, so for sometimes it's longer. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, there's yes. Yes. So that is the advantage of uh, death in the United States is that you can get it over within like two weeks, a week sometimes. Um, even in Nigeria, like if you're of a Muslim faith, um, I think there's a 24 hour turnaround. So that's pretty good for, for Muslims there, but, but for practicing, christians yeah Uh um Uh and it's just a lot of things you know it's family dynamics family politics it's Uh real politics depending on who that person is in the society also everybody Uh wants to have a stake in um (laughs) in in having a say in the burial um yeah and, and then the event is always see how here we put everything down to one day there's the wake there's the lion in state there's the funeral in nigeria that thing can go for like four my dad's one was three days um and then um i've heard um because i interviewed a nigerian mental health practitioner so she's like you know sometimes even in nigeria could go up to 40 days depending (laughs) on if the person but what you doing? Like, are you just in a lament for 40 days? No, they're not. Then if it's 40 days, it's like a joyous occasion. So it's like people come in every day into their compound. There's food. There's singing and dancing. You know, right. day one, it's like this type of food. Day two, it's like this type of food. So it's oh, more, God. yeah, it's more a celebration, really. Yeah. Um, but to me, whew, I'm like... 
that that just keeps it going. Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, I'm gonna I want I'm gonna need the door to close a little bit, you know. I'm gonna need <laughs> like let's close it and then do all the fanfare is what I would think, but but yeah. um, but apparently, you know, death isn't seen the same way. <laughs> no, but yeah. So so yeah, at most um yeah, at most five four days, five days minimum. I think what we did three. I think I've heard that people do two days also. But mm-hmm. you know, at the end I'm like, okay, so it's our it's our culture. Um yes, but I, I like the in hindsight, knowing what I know now, it's yeah. better to just bam, 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 do it, get your healing on because I feel like it's going to be hard to heal if you haven't buried someone in six months, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was what I learned at least for, for my, for my dad's, um, <laughs> yeah, from my yeah. Dad's experience. Yeah. So something. That's mm-hmm. okay. something to just note because when, when I was writing my book and also just in grief, one thing that made me, I would say angry. What made me angry was everyone dies. And when in, because if we look at culture and Mm -hmm. I identify as a black woman, my roots is from the motherland, Mm -hmm. there was a celebration. So when, when did it become not a celebratory thing? Like when did it Mm -hmm. become, was it when we came to America? Like when did it become that we don't talk? When did it become that we were black? You know, like, if you look at history, everyone knew you would die. And it was a celebratory thing because you're going back to spirit world. Like, yeah, that's Egyptian, true. you bury your whole thing because they, they're like, you need your stuff when you go over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I don't have that answer. But I, I remember getting so angry because if this happens all the time, when did, when did we like not talk about it? Or when did it become such a hush thing or or they look at you like with such like puppy dog at like, oh my God, I'm so- Yes, like she's gonna break. Right, right. When did that happen? It, we did That's not- That's a good point that you- like, Yeah, we did We did that, we celebrated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good, that's a good point that you bring mm-hmm. up. Never, I never thought about it that way. Um, yeah, because even when my brother died in 2014 um, in New York, like, of course, like, you know, it was just the, oh, he died, we're in, in black outfits and um, all of that. And I also know that, um, I guess if you die young, then there's like, we should mourn, but maybe really everything should be a celebration. With my dad's, we, we didn't mourn. It was really, we called it a celebration of life. Um, no dark clothing, even though, you know, 76, is still young um we expected him to live to like 90 um but yeah but i see where maybe planning um sitting down and and not feeling i feel like this boomer generation they feel like a a shame or something towards death they don't want to hear about it you can't talk to it because they feel like it attaches to them and, and yeah it's like it's a lot because like i remember even my mom you couldn't you can't talk about death beside her and talk less of talk um say oh this is what's insurance or you know the mere fact that you're talking about insurance or death <laughs> means like right. i trying to kill her so. yeah like and it's like where did where did we get that from like when did we not be able to talk about mm-hmm. death or just bring it up or, and there is so much shame. I, mm-hmm. I ex- experienced that so much in my grief journey because I was the person everyone called on for help, right? So now that was a role reversal for me. Mm-hmm. And there was shame in asking for help. But where did this shame come from? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My mother died. I should be asking for help. Someone should be asking me for help because maybe that's normal, you know, but it's not. And it's a very interesting, um, talking about let's bring in the room, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
grief in the room comes shame, but where, where did that come from and what, how did it get there? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And how do we move it out? Cause it, nothing should be shameful about it. No, it, sh- it shouldn't be. Um, yeah, I, I, so I really think that is a really, really mm-hmm. great question. Um, again, to your words, we need to normalize it. We need to bring it into the room. Yeah. Have the discussions before um, the end comes. <laughs> and, um, you know, just to be happy about it. Like, I, I for one, believe um, just exactly what the Bible say. Like, every path is destined and like you have a purpose here um Mm -hmm. we in fact like to believe that you know when someone does die like okay maybe they were taken early um or something like that but but what if that was the end um you know and and that was the end it really should be a celebration Mm -hmm. um and and this makes me remember um is it, I can't remember her name, the lady who wrote the book, is it Lean In or something? She, I think she worked for Facebook for a moment. And okay. I remember what, what she had mentioned when she lost her husband and she had come to work. Mm-hmm. And, and the same thing that you explained about how your um, colleagues were able to step in for you. She yeah. mentioned, I feel like that, you know, Facebook made that available for her too. Um, but I know for a fact that not all organizations um, are like that. You know, people don't think, okay, let's step in and, yeah. and, and, and fill in the void for this person at a certain point in time to be like, okay, let's lead you out. Like, like in my office, the lady I mentioned, you know, she was elderly and then, you know, she brought her wisdom into the yeah. situation to say, oh, you know go home um but it would be nice that in as all the organizations continue to develop right that there is a plan for grief in um in human resources and i feel like maybe that's not there now based on everything we've discussed the only thing there is bereavement like the leave you use but apart from that I also feel like it's that thing where community, uh-huh. you know, organizations don't want to, to get close to individuals for some reason. I, do. Yeah. I, like, I like getting close to people, but uh-huh. organization, I know they want to distance themselves, uh-huh. but I don't know. That's not the future, I feel like. It's, it's, I, do, I don't think so. Right now, I, well, I've only worked for nonprofits because I'm a therapist and that's usually the role uh it's the most common role that you fall into is um nonprofit. The current nonprofit I'm at, if it's if it's your parent or child, mm-hmm. you get five days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and then if it's like family beyond that sibling grandparents it's three days mm-hmm. and then anyone else it's one day mm-hmm. Ber- bereavement um mm-hmm. who, who's <laughs> <laughs> five five days five days right. you're still like crying on your bathroom floor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're still so waking up in the morning like shaking crying shit. Yeah. yeah, five days. Um, I I was my uh, boss at that time. She was quite compassionate, mm. um, but that's also just nonprofit. And I'm a therapist, so everyone is like thoughts and feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she strung together. She strung together all of my time, and I used all the time I had, and that was three weeks. Mm. Now, interesting, the way it happened, um, right, because she transitioned around Easter, three weeks after that, I returned to work right before Mother's Day. Okay. Oh, wow. Going to see clients around Mother's Day, and literally my first session was 
How was your Mother's Day? I know. Oh, there you go again. <laughs> I did hold it together. I did hold it. I have no idea how I did it. But things like that makes no like that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But then I, I'm not gonna take pay with. I, I was not in a pr- place to take leave without pay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had to show up. But there should be absolutely more time for mm-hmm. bereavement and grief and what that looks like. And and mm-hmm. thinking thinking back, there was so many days I was so moody and just out of character and tired and you're just it's I didn't have been no been no business at that job. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that's that's the truth. Even for little things, are uh, uh, I would forget. I'd argue with people over like things that I thought what I knew was true, yeah. and then turn out it was. Right. <laughs> I was like, it was like, wait. I was like, what? This is affecting me. Um, and um, but people want you to get over it, and I've come to the realization I'm not getting over. I'm gonna get over this in my time. Um, you know. Yeah. Because this is this is how I am grieving. And, yeah. and and one thing I love doing is, oh my gosh, I love honoring the words that come out of the mouth of people. So if you feel like I shouldn't honor my situation, I will agree with you. It is a yes. The resounding yeah. you're right. Um mm-hmm. it, we're not gonna argue if it's good or it's bad. I, no energy for that yeah yes ma'am yes sir if you tell me that um it is you know the opposite um again yes ma'am yes sir at the end of the day it's my i am a full-grown adult yes my decision when when something is enough for me um you know or, or when i'm ready to let go but um like old people family friends um they may feel like okay this is your time to to cut it off but um you know especially when people people don't make deposits in your life but then they want to to come and tell you how to live your life Mm -mm. I, I oh go ahead sorry sorry Gloria. no no that's that's the end of that thought <laughs> yeah. no I, I I'm with that I'm with that thought and I'm with that vein I lost many friends mm. after my mother transitioned um and 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 you talking about deposits and then how to live your life there was a particular woman in my life um and, and, and you know you get a certain age and you you just understand what people's role they play in your life, right? Mm-hmm. More likely than not, not they're not going to meet all the check boxes, right? Yes. yes. So this particular woman, she was my party friend. That's, mm-hmm. I, I thought we were very clear on this. <laughs> um, and she became so offended that I didn't um, turn to her for support mm-hmm. during this. Yeah very offended and and I was I was like well you're the party friend for some a reason like Mm. there wasn't emotional depth here I I, and I knew that and what I'm experiencing is so deep and Mm -hmm. so dark at times Mm -hmm. um and I don't want to go party Mm -hmm. so why why would I fold into you or why would I turn into you turn to you Mm -hmm. um and she did not understand. Oh wow! She didn't. And that happens when when you go through such transition in your own life. Grief just like moves so many things in your life, and it moves the way you look at things, the way you see people, even the way you connect with people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she had not experienced grief. Mm. Mm. Uh, still had like both grandparents, both you know she hadn't experienced grief, and um, 
yeah the perspectives would be would be different but in a funny way like i also want to say so for me during grief like uh, for everyone that i knew that reached out i tried to be receptive to everything they wanted to to do for me like if you wanted to take me out to 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 eat if that was how you wanted to help me heal my grief, I would go out to, to eat with you. I had a friend who was constantly checking in um, with John Allen prompts. Um, um, someone took me out to eat and I thought, oh, I really will replicate this if someone, you know, goes through their own own thing. Because I, she was just like, oh, I want to dick you out. I was like, okay, I'll go. Um, and it wasn't like, I, it, it was like the first week it happened and i was yeah. just like a total i think i was in my pjs or what have you you yeah. know it was just like yeah. a come as you are type of thing yeah and i guess one other thing i wanted to pull out was like i feel like sometimes that's a two-way so there's that person and then there are also the people who should know better to reach out to you but then they don't Correct. Absolutely. 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 We, Absolutely. we all can do better. We, <laughs> we yeah. all can do better because those group of people will be waiting for you to reach out to them. Like my brain is not working. I cannot reach out yeah. to you. I am just um, barely surviving daily. Yeah. So yeah. Um, anyway, for me, that's what I've found. So yeah, I did touch on that part in the group in, in okay. my book. Um, the people there, there will be people that they can't hold your grief. They don't, mm. they don't know what to do with it. Right. They don't, they don't mm. know how to handle, how to be in the space, how to, so then they just retreat. Right. They're just like, mm. I, I don't know how to stand in that space with you. You're so sad. I've never seen you so sad. I don't know what to do. And um, I, I found myself being in spaces where I was educating and also existing. Like, I just need you to be here. That's, I, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't need you to do anything else, but just physically be mm -hmm. here so that one, I can have just like a person in the room, <laughs> uh, seats, yes. lay eyes, right. <laughs> lay eyes on someone. Um, and then I just, just need a listening ear. I don't need you to tell me it's going to be okay. I don't need you to make up anything. Just be a listening ear. Mm -hmm. And um, for some people, they they could they couldn't. It's too much. They don't mm -hmm. know what to do with it. And when they don't know what to do, they just go like, okay, well, if you need me, I know you'll reach out. Exactly. And I can't reach out. Right. I'm not combing my hair. I'm not reaching out. Reaching out. Like I am tired. I wake up tired. I sleep tired. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. That is true. There that is true. That those is are true. you I am, those relationships. Yeah. Um I am um glad that you know you shared that part. Um so let me see. Your your recovery, how did that happen? I, um, I think being able to be home was very, very helpful. Um, there's also just logistical things that happen um, with the transition, like you got to get affairs in order. So I needed to go close out all my mother's accounts. And then, you know, the little thing like return the cable box, someone mm -hmm. had to do that. Um, and my mother was in an apartment. So we had to clean out the apartment because no one was going to pay rent or move in. Um, so there was just logistical things that happened. Um, but being with people that were close to understanding what I was going through was very, very helpful. Okay. Um, I, I also, I, I did come back here and there were people here that uh did was checking on me let's go to brunch let's go out and that was after like a month or so and i was ready to be like you know put on some clothes and let's go out um i think a lot of my processing was just talking about it. I, 
talking about it. Mm-hmm. I just talked, talked, and I wrote about it and just talked about it. Um, I couldn't keep it to myself. It was too, it was too big. It was too big to just keep it to myself. I couldn't even, I couldn't fake it. Like I couldn't, I couldn't, I, my regular demeanor is like a happy person. Like that's just yeah. regular to me. Yeah, that's just me. But I couldn't fake, like there was nothing, I could not fake it. Um, and that was a big, a big part of my processing was just openly talking about it. Mm. And people would come and um, like drop little wisdom nuggets, I would say. Um, and that was very helpful because mm. I had preconceived notions about grief or I'm going to be, it's, it's time for me to be quiet. And, you know, there would be someone that's like, that's your mama. If you don't want to be quiet, don't be quiet mm. about it. Mm. Mm. And I was like, right. You know, just gave me that permission to exist in that space. Mm. Yeah, I, I love people like that because no matter how confident or sure of ourselves we are, once in a while we slip back into that space. Yeah. 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 Especially yeah. when it's new, like grandparents and but I had never navigated grief on this level before. So you're like just in the dark, stumbling in the dark. You're not even walking, you're just stumbling. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, yes. Every I see it so clearly now. It right. was just like, whew, if anyone had told me I'd make it through. <sighs> Whoa. But but like you, yeah. I process through talking. So I guess that's why doing this podcast series is good. And um yeah. I was right. Like I was like, ah, the other day I saw something on Facebook. I was like, oh, my dad wished me happy new year um last year yeah yep yep so so there are those um those moments so like that so i want to go back to normalizing grief yep let's let's talk about that a little bit so i know we've dropped little nuggets um here and there but Mm -hmm. what you're passionate about normalizing grief can you Mm -hmm. share why um and you know like one or two things that you know about normalizing grief yes i i did drop just these little nuggets like when i when i brought up i was angry that no one was talking about it in particularly i was angry at the elders i was very angry at uh the elder the the older people in my life because they've been through this Mm. why didn't why didn't you tell Ain't nobody gonna tell me. Nobody tell. Yes. You didn't did this many times over. You ain't gonna tell me. Um. (laughs) So that, and then also I felt so alone. Mm. I felt so alone in the primal way of just the absence of my mother, but I also felt just alone in my grief not remembering things, not processing things, uh, forgetting things. Like literally there were moments like, like I was like, am I going crazy? Like, am I going crazy? Mm. And no, no, you're not. That's literally grief. That's the depression cloud. That is you. You just had a traumatic event and everything in your life is changing. Those things are normal. Um, And I didn't find a lot of resources to say to me that Mm -hmm. I am normal and I want to create that community. I think that community is so needed. We need Mm -hmm. people to just hold the gate, hold the space, hold the space, open the gate so people can come and open, just hold the space. Um, Because there's oftentimes you just feel so alone in your grief and you don't you think you're all by yourself or when all the activities are done and it gets real quiet or when no one's checking on you anymore, like month two, three, no one's checking, but your life is still turned upside down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and maybe your village is tapped out, right? Maybe they have offered all the support they can. Where, where do you still go on month two, three, eight, nine, ten, eleven? Mm. <laughs> you're still experiencing it, um, and and that's why I'm just so passionate about talking about it and normalizing it, putting it at the forefront. Um, just a space for someone to go so they don't feel so alone in it mm-hmm. in this experience mm, that is so true it's like the yeah. months and days after when everyone expects that you would have you know gotten over it and moved on um thank god there are therapists and counselors like you out there you know that people <laughs> yeah. can't go to but but never not everyone has that um that resource financially to, to, yeah. to be able to do that and and then where would that kind of person be so that's like that's really good so if someone was um let's see if someone didn't have money and yeah. they were in um let's see month three of their grief <laughs> yeah. what you know what would they be i wonder if am i in month three no we're like 60 some 40 days and some mm-hmm. so i'm not i'm not in that category but i also know where to, i will hit my therapist up for for resources yeah. i i will um i will google but i won't know what to google i um for me i am in new york i went to meetup i found a group on meetup um and of course this was pre-covid so you know 2017 mm-hmm. so we were meeting in person um they held a free monthly group in, okay. in Manhattan. Um, that was a helpful resource. Um, also, I would just put in grief blog okay. to, to read um, someone else's account and blogs are free. You just can land on it. Um, I would... You can put in coping with grief, but sometimes that gets a little bit too clinical and it doesn't reach just those raw emotions. Mm. Um, so, so those would, I would, two concrete things. I would look for a meetup um, and now everything's virtual. I, I actually just started a grief group. Okay. Um, oh, cool. I did. I did. It, it does cost. So this is, we're talking yeah. about cost. Um, free resources and I would look up grief blog I would I would do both of those things okay okay to feel a sense of community yeah okay while you were saying that I had a thought yes and I was like they should also search up normalizing grief because I feel like this conversation really is about that it's not about all the other type of griefs that are out there but like okay I'm in month two and I want to feel normal again. I just want yeah. this, you know, make it like self-care part of my life, you know, mm-hmm. as I, cause, um, cause you said we don't ever get over grief. I remember like, so if we don't, yeah, we manage it. So if yeah. we do manage it, um, then let's find a way to, to celebrate it every day as we yeah. go along. Maybe you can also share about that. Like why, we don't get over grief and yeah. um it's, it's so you have been with a certain person especially if we're talking about our parents mm-hmm. um since you came to this earth since you got here that was a thing in your life mm-hmm. no matter the relationship it was a thing in your life and now that thing is gone like since your birth your uh, upbringing, all of those, and now that thing is gone. Um, that is like, whoa, that is a, a, a pillar and your foundation is gone. Yes, yeah. You will feel that all the time. You'll feel the hole. Now, mm. we'll patch the hole. You'll try to cement the hole. You might even put a rug over the hole. That's fine. But the hole was going to be there. So there mm. will be days when you walk in on the foundation and your foot gets stuck. Hmm. so wow. we we manage it We're, we won't ever forget that hole we won't ever feel it with anything else um that's why we won't ever forget it so mm-hmm. grief is honoring that hole that is there and there's different ways to honor it um 
but we manage, we manage those emotions that come with this now hole that's in our lives. Mm. And you'll forever, you'll forever manage it. And that is so true. You just made me remember one of my dad's sister um, just telling us during the burial, she was like, oh, you know, she still went to her parents, um, you know, their, their gravesite, like, I think in, that was last year, um, maybe before the COVID, you know, to just check on them. Um, and I guess, like, if she's old, <laughs> apparently, you don't get, a, you don't, they're still there, you know. Yeah. Yep. They never, they never really go away. I think one of the things I wrote down, um, a realization I had, because mm-hmm. I decided, okay, I'll start. I'll just write thoughts. I had a lot of thoughts coming around that period. I was like, okay, I'll grab them, put them on paper. Um, at some point, they did stop. Um, but one that I hold so dear is that we are dead longer than we are alive. Um, which, but I don't even know what that means in its entirety, but it just made me realize like, oh, you know, you have to do right by everything that you do. Like we think Mm -hmm. we're going to be here Mm -hmm. forever. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and for some reason I I have goosebumps that word. Yeah, I think I guess, yeah, that's what I like. That, that sentence was powerful. Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's gone. But like. You know, he was only here for such a short time. Where, you know, like we really need to to be do right by everything that we do. We really need to. Like, yeah. it makes no sense to um, to come and and live a bad life and not be celebrated at the end, yeah. which which happens to some people. Um, you know, it's it's such a short ter- time. You yeah. Know, such a yeah. short time. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is absolutely true. Absolutely true. We are whatever your belief is. We're over there way longer than we are over here. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. It's just true. That that's true. Our our seventy five years or our even our ninety years. Mm-hmm. Is, just a little blip on the radar mm-hmm. compared to that tombstone that's gonna be there forever and ever and <laughs> yeah and, and, and yeah. ever i was like yeah wow, wow. you gotta do right you got it but i also understand same bible like we all have different paths like yeah. i love yeah, saying yeah. there's a wise person the foolish person there's the naive there's the strong yeah. like i feel like god just dumped a whole bunch of us <laughs> you know, yeah. on yeah. this earth. And um, at the end of the whatever yours is, we do get free will, but mm-hmm. hopefully we, you know, I feel like free will is um, is like a bonus card or, or the lifeline. <laughs> yeah. But if you, don't, yeah. if you don't use it, you know. You're going to show that. up the best way you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. got to show up the best way you can. Yeah, yeah. People need to to do that and understand that more and more and more. So, um, do you want to talk about your book a Let little it. bit? Let let's talk. It's right here. <laughs> Let Let, I love, first of all, I love the title. Thank you. Yeah, I love Thank the title. Yeah. So this book. Um, talking about how did I process, I wrote um, literally like a blog post every month mm-hmm. um, around the day my mother transitioned for a whole year. Uh-huh. And, I, and I put these on Facebook and I immediately began personalizing grief. So I would write a letter to grief as if it was a person. Um, and grief is capitalized all through my book because it is a proper noun. And that was the basis of my book is okay. it's about my journey of the year first. That's mm. what I call it. The year after a, a transition is mm-hmm. everything is new and it's first for everything. Um, and each part has, each chapter has four parts. Okay. It has the blog post. Um, of course it was edited to make, you know, logical sense, but 
it's as close as my words are when I wrote it. Um, and then there's a clinical part just okay. to bring in um, just the therapy and the clinical and the education part. Um, and then there is a guided meditation that matches each chapter okay. and journal prompts. So you can treat this book as a tool to guide you through grief, right? Like you can write through it or you can flip to any meditation when you're feeling that and give yourself just a moment of silence and allow that to resonate with you. Um, or you could just read all just my blog post so that you can feel um, someone else is going through it. And when I tell you it is, those blog posts are raw. They are, they are raw. Mm. Exactly what I was feeling at that month. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that was in the book. And, and actually on Christmas, I, I picked up my own book and read uh, the holiday chapter just because oh, wow. it was, it was hard. It was, it was hard this year. It was hard in a pandemic and you're already like not seeing family as much. And I just read those words to not feel so alone, to know that, I, yes, I did go through that and I'm going through it again. So if I did it one time, I can do it again. Mm -hmm. And I've, and I've gotten that such feedback as in, um, it made me feel not alone. And mm -hmm. those compliments, can't nothing beat that. Cause that's, yeah. that's, that's why I wrote it to normalize it sense mm -hmm. of community. You're not alone in feeling your grief. You're not. I like that. It has, um, that holiday part because that would definitely come in Andy every, every time, but yeah. isn't it also just amazing to, for your work to also minister to you at, you know, like, wait, I was, I wrote that like, Right. <laughs> yeah. My, my one friend told me, uh, I have a close, the, the girls that, uh, the ladies that are on my dedication page, we're a close knit group. Um, and one of my friends was like, you know, you're like those just for men commercials when they come on and they're like, I'm in the hair club too. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I, I'm in the grief club too. Don't yeah. be, I'm with yeah. you too on this road. I am with you too. Uh, yeah. And, and that's why also I, I know we're technology savvy and everything, but I just written words just live on forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And okay. I wanted a piece that can live on forever. And that's another reason why I was just very motivated to put that in a book. Okay. That is amazing. As we come towards the end, um, I um, I just want to make sure I didn't leave anything out. Is there any other thing you would love to cover that I haven't asked you yet? Um, I did just point out I did start a grief, a monthly grief grief group. Um, it's virtual. I believe I will keep it virtual, no matter what the world looks like in 2021, so that wherever you are, you can pop in. Um, it'll be on Zoom. It's 20 bucks. Go to my website. I'm sure my information will be here, but it's mm -hmm. holisticcenter.net. Um, and we, we covered everything, just the purpose and normalize and just having this conversation. This is going to touch so many people so that they too can feel not so alone. Yes. Yes. I totally, totally agree. And yeah. on that note, I will ask you to still share your, um, um, Wait, I, I, I have one question I should have asked. Yeah, I just remembered. Okay. So it's my it's my work you do question. So yeah. so how did you happen upon this career that you're you're in? Yes, I yeah. Oh, so good. Um, well, I always thought it I knew it would be in the helping profession. So I thought I would be a doctor. And literally <laughs> Me too. <laughs> right. And when I got to undergrad and it was uh like the biology class whoo, gave me a run for my money. And I said, this ain't it. So I went to psychology um, and uh, therapy just came easy to me. Okay. Um, and I knew I wanted to help people individually on their path, not 
so much collectively. Um, and then from there, just intertwining my spirit work is where I reside it now. And it just, it feels so right. It feels okay. so right. So you're able to find two separate areas that um, merge together. I was yeah. looking at the word earlier today. Um, it, it, uh, one of the people I interviewed recently too, she had a situation where she, she put two, um, I don't even know what to call it, but she made her own career, right? Yeah. Um, but, but but she's not she's not in the um. It was more in the business field, but mm -hmm. but sometimes you know we have to be open to the fact that you know our path is not the straight path, and that you know yeah. we'll find um we'll find people. I was trying to find a word, but I can't remember. It's like potesis or something. Poesis is like when you bring something that's not already in existence into being. And I am going to make sure I find it. I refuse to, to give up. Let me find it. Okay. In philosophy, po, it's spelled P-O-I-E-S-I-S, -I -S, is the activity in which a person brings something into being that did not exist before. Um, po Poesis, whatever it's pronounced, is etymologically derived from the ancient Greek term blah blah blah, which means to make. The word is also used as a suffix in the biological term hermatopesis, the formation of blood cells. So all that to say, like, I always wonder, you know, mm -hmm. we, meaning mostly Black people, even here in America and even in Nigeria, I feel like the problem of work is that there's not always a reference point. There's not already a lot of examples. And so the example you see, you're like, oh, okay, I want to be um, a doctor, but you only know that there's a medical doctor. You don't know that there, you know, that a therapist is a doctor. You don't know that a physical therapist is a doctor, you yeah. know, like, you know, like there's doctor of cosmetology, like yeah. you don't know all these other areas. And, and then you realize, oh, I don't like it. And but yeah. then you have no choice. You go ahead and finish up with biology. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just want more people to know, like, yes, from what I'm hearing lately, <laughs> you can fight for yourself. You can yeah. create what you feel like you're supposed to, to bring to life and, 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 and continue on. Yeah. Yeah. So I just mm -hmm. wanted to, to share that word. Yeah, that is, I'm going to look up, I have a dictionary app on my phone because like you all like wordsmith, I'm going to look that up. Um, yes. I, even now in mental health, when I'm, most of my clientele look like me and that's for a reason because I identify with, you know, my culture, um, even when I'm in, even in mental health, you know, it's derived from European white men yeah. and we process differently. Mm -hmm. We cope differently. We think differently. Uh, we heal differently. Um, and even in that vein, I'm like, I know that we need some spirituality in here. Mm -hmm. We can we cannot talk about like grief without the higher power, like not for people of color. Mm -hmm. That ain't gonna work. Mm -hmm. No, you're right. It's gonna get, so, right. get so far. Yes. So yes, yes, bring it. Yes, put all <laughs> the things in the pot to do what you're supposed to do. Yes, this is good. See, I feel like there's a part two. Because I just remembered that I also read a book, okay, of all the book nerds here. I can't remember the title of the book, but maybe you would. But there's a guy, a professor who wrote a book in like the 90s, something okay. about black soul grief or oh. something like that. Um, and he also explored like the trauma um, that's tied into the black community. You know, there's yeah. still the grief of our forefathers that passed and all of those and then yeah. like and then now we still have the grief that is here now yes. I was like, huh. that's why last week was so traumatic for us Gloria don't mm -hmm. get me started mm -hmm. and, and that's what I'm like you know I didn't know so I keep telling people all I wanted to do is just like truthfully one podcast episode but I didn't even know like grief had 
experience. Yeah. Like it's it's deep. The way I explained yeah. it to someone was saying um <laughs> Brene Brown did shame. And you know, we're all like, oh, who knew shame was that? But it seems like grief is really, really big yeah. and it's and it's packed. Um yeah. and again, I don't know why my father's own um affected me the way it did and, and still is. Um yeah. so so there is something because my brother passed, but it didn't have this much of an effect. Um yeah. but, but my dad, it's just been it's been so so strong. It's been so so deep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Grief is like here I am, and exactly I'm <laughs> like pay attention to me. Yes. Yep. That's what it does. That's what it does. Yes. 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 Yeah. So, um, thank you for for that explanation of how you got into the work you do. So, um, as we finally round up, um, I'd love for you to share where people can find you, your social media, um, handle. Um, upcoming projects. Um, let's see. Yeah, anything and, and the book again, the website it's on, if they can get it on Amazon. Yeah. And um, even the part about the holiday, I feel like, you know, that would be awesome to just, if people can read a snippet of that somewhere, that would be good yeah. for every holiday season. That's going to yeah. be a real good yes, thing to absolutely. have out there. Yes, you can um, find me on my website, ABC holisticcenter.net. Um, my Instagram handles is nhpaul, um, mhr. I'm a master's in human relations. Also ABC Holistic Center. I'm on Facebook, uh, Nikenya Hall, Facebook page, ABC Holistic Center. My book, my book, my book, my book. Letters Yay. to Breathe. Raise a it guide. up a little bit higher. Okay. Letters to Breathe. Yes. Okay. Yes. A Guide to Understanding and Normalizing Loss um, that is on my website. It's also on Amazon. Um, we've reached the number three in the new releases on the day it came oh, out. Oh, Bestseller. Oh. Um, that's exciting. Um, there is, um, by this time this airs, there is a part in here about Valentine's Day. Um, and that is also touching because love is love and you will feel yeah. something if you're, if oh you're my angry. gosh heartbreaks and stuff yeah okay. yeah that's gonna be that's that's in there too um i have um a monthly grief group that's coming up it's on the 20th of every month 20 bucks it's on my website um going to be starting just my intuitive circles back um we'll begin teaching again virtually uh next month so there are things 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 coming about Yay. That's where you can find me. Yay. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, and thank you again for a lovely discussion on yeah. grief. Um, I appreciate you coming over. Thank and, you. Um, so bye, everyone.